so the reading this morning is from the book of John, chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. <clears throat> Six days before Passover, Jesus entered Bethany, where Lazarus, so recently raised from the dead, was living. Lazarus and his sisters invited Jesus to dinner at their home. Martha served. Lazarus was one of those sitting at the table with them. Mary came in with a jar of very expensive aromatic oils, anointed and massaged Jesus' feet, and then wiped them with her hair. The fragrance of the oils filled the house. Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, even then getting ready to betray him, said, why wasn't this oil sold and the money given to the poor? It would have easily brought 300 silver pieces. He said this not because he cared two cents about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of their common funds, but also embezzled them. Jesus said, let her alone. She's anticipating and honoring the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you. You don't always have me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, we give you thanks for the opportunity to gather with your people and in your presence. We pray that as we hear your word proclaimed in prayer, in music, in the ritual and the sacrament of communion, that our hearts might be opened and that we ourselves might be transformed. Still any voice in us but your own, that we might be attentive to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Beauty is that which catches our attention. Beauty stops us short causes us to pause, fills us with awe and wonder. Have you ever looked at your pet sleeping nearby and found yourself overcome by its beauty and adorableness? I know this is true for Bruce who likes to post pictures of Vespa. My wife often snuggles our nearly 17 year old four pound long coat chihuahua and asks how she can be real. She is so precious to us. We wonder how such beauty can exist in the world. How such tiny little toes and perky little ears can exist in our daily life and in the universe. Coco, in our opinion, is preciousness and beauty in dog form. While my wife asked how something as perfect as Coco can exist regularly, we are not struck by Coco's beauty in every moment of the day. There is something about a movement, her stance, her gaze, in that instant that brings forth wonder and amazement. Beauty strikes us and we are momentarily mesmerized. Beauty is also fleeting. 
The sunrise over the Atlantic that I enjoy each summer lasts for only minutes and no two are the same. The sunlight that casts a warm orange glow over my neighborhood in the autumn happens so fleetingly, sometimes we miss it altogether. The tulip with its early spring bloom withers as soon as the days grow too warm. And we began the year long wait for another four to five days of such spectacular perfection to begin again. This may be why it is one of my favorite flowers. Its regal, sturdy stemmed beauty arrives with the bittersweet knowledge of its demise. Beauty is beauty because it is fragile, because it ends, and because death exists. Yet beauty is also resistance to death. Beauty exists in the face of and as an answer to death. Mary's act is beauty defiantly performed in the face of death, the death of her brother and then her beloved teacher. In the chapter before our reading today, Jesus raised his friend, Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus, from the dead. This act angered and terrified the chief priests and the Pharisees who then issued a warrant for Jesus' arrest. Anyone who knew of Jesus' whereabouts was ordered to reveal his location, which sent Jesus into hiding in Ephraim for a time. But six days before Passover, Jesus emerged and made his way to his beloved friend's house for dinner. There they feasted with Lazarus as Martha served, once again offering her abundant hospitality. They must have known that Jesus' fate was precarious. If they had known he intended to ride into Jerusalem the next day, into the seat of the chief priests and Pharisees, they would have had more than cause for concern. In fact, in only five days after this dinner together, Jesus would be dead. Fear and the stench of death must have lingered and loomed. So Mary, entered with the expensive oils that had most likely been intended for the anointing of her brother's body and poured them on her friend and teacher's feet. She rubbed the oil onto his feet and massaging away their weariness and then wiped them clean with her hair. The room, the whole house filled with the rich scent of the oil. Mary offered beauty in the form of performance art. Her whole body was engaged as she leaned over, took his foot in her hand, rubbed the oil on his skin, and then wiped them with her hair. With her body, she acted out her love for him. She embodied her faith. Her act of beauty was physical and sensual and filled their noses with a thick, powerful aroma. In the face of death, Mary performed, Mary created, Mary enveloped them in beauty. Mary's display of beauty was extravagant. We know that from Judith's reaction. It was brazen and bold. She did not care 
that she would draw ire or be seen as wasteful. She knew beauty, the scent, the person that she anointed would not be with them forever. Death may have tempor temporarily claimed her brother and would soon claim her beloved teacher. But there was still place for love and for beauty poured out. Her act affirmed life even in the face of death. Beauty while fleeting cannot be claimed or destroyed by death. The grass withers, the flower fades, but new life emerges and grows. Beauty lives on as it shifts and changes and recreates itself. Mary's act was also one of worship. She was able to see the beauty of the person in her midst and then responded because beauty begets beauty. It awakens our souls and draws out the best in us. Have you ever noticed what a sunset over the Pacific or the grandeur of the giant redwoods or the intricate and delicate beauty of the monarch will do to your soul? We are creatures of mind, of body and soul. We are creatures who have numbed ourselves and forgotten the vocabulary of our souls in our rush to perform, our drive to produce, our hurriedness, our lack of rest, and our fear of scarcity, we have failed to tend to our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. We have forgotten that our souls are the center of meaning and connection. Beauty awakens a slumbering soul. It sets it on fire. It brings it to life. When we are alive, when we are on fire and awake, we too are beautiful. We create it and we leave beauty in our wake, just like the aroma of the oil that filled the whole house. Beauty draws out the beauty within us and the deep longing and yearning that we often stuff with to-do lists and distractions. Think of a time that you were last awestruck. Think of a time you have been moved by beauty, almost to the point that you couldn't speak. When were you last rooted to the spot in wonder? In those moments, we are alive. We feel inspired. We feel connected. We sense the divine's presence. We realize that our hearts have always ached for this connection, this truth of our existence, the beauty held within our souls and nurtured by God. Wonder and that sense of connection as a response to beauty leads us to gratitude and gratitude leads us to worship. Beauty causes us to worship God. Mary worshiped as she poured out the oil on her beloved's feet. Mary could see the beauty that Judas in his greed missed all along. Beauty was sitting at the table with them and would soon be gone. The only appropriate response was to pour out more beauty, to worship, to give thanks. 
One of the challenges of beauty is our desire to capture it and to hold tight. Yet it is its impermanence that makes it beautiful. We watch the sunset and the sky grows dark. We are unable to hold on to any part of it. Our photographs are poor substitutes and they do not capture the experience of our soul. There are times in a church's life that feel rich and beautiful, despite lived hardships and challenges. These times come into sharp focus as they come to an end. The beauty of the past three years, as Bruce has served as your pastor, has come into sharp focus because you can now clearly see the end. The desire to hold on and to repeat what was, though impossible, is human. Remember, beauty leaves us longing for more. It also shifts us, changes us, opens us up, and makes more beauty possible. Because this time with Bruce has been good and beautiful, for all of you, meaning the congregation and Bruce, you have been enriched, you have grown, and your souls have been awakened from time to time. The best response to such beauty and goodness is thanksgiving. That does not mean there is not room for grief, for grief is proof of love. Grief is letting go and making room for what is next. Grief is important work and cannot and should not be brushed aside or skipped over. Grief further opens us up to beauty and gratitude and will lead us into the next becoming. A little over a year ago, I left the church I had served for 20 years. It was my first call and my first falling in love with a congregation. In my declaration that it was time to leave, all that was became bittersweet and beautiful. Notebooks I had created for the youth mission trips with details about each day and what we were going to do and who we would meet with. These notebooks became epistles of love of faith and devotion to young lives and to the God they were coming to know. Worship services were tender, the music gorgeous. Goodbyes were vulnerable and honest and some of the most beautiful moments in my life. Beauty, often felt in grief, was ever present. You all have now entered into your final month together. This is a lovely, tender time. This is also a very important time because how you do this together matters. How you say goodbye, how you celebrate what was, how you give thanks for what is right now, and how you look forward to what is to come matters. Beauty is fleeting, making it precious, but beauty begets beauty. This is not to suggest that the time ahead is easy. I did not say that beauty is easy. Ask any monarch that must emerge from its chrysalis. For them, beauty requires being turned into caterpillar goo before their wings can grow. Tulips must push up through cold packed soil. The redwoods endure years of abundance and lack to stand so tall. Beauty exists despite and sometimes because of hardship, 
The goodness of our future and your future lies in how you say goodbye, how you let go and how you intentionally stay tuned into the beauty that is and will be ever present. How you celebrate the beauty of the divine as your mission statement so profoundly states. Endings, while they feel like death, are not that. They are a transformation in which beauty can and will emerge as we choose to pay attention, to make room for grief, to resist the urge to overproduce and to numb ourselves. One more truth about beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder, as they say. This means that we do not all agree on which sight, act, experience, or event is beautiful. It is different for all of us, but that only means there is more beauty. While Coco may be to my wife and me beauty living as a dog in this world, your cat may be that for you. Frankly, we have five cats and each one is an exquisite representation of the beauty of the divine, in my opinion. Beauty is expressed in countless ways. It is lunch shared with a friend, the card that arrives in the mail, the red rocks of, the, of Sedona, the earthworm in my garden, the reassuring smile from a doctor, the hug of a loved one the song of a bird, the pollinator garden on your church grounds, the sound of the baseball hitting the bat, the tender pastoral conversation, the hymn we sing together, the voices of the choir, the laugh of a child, and the joy of a leaping frog. All of this and so much more presents itself to each of us each and every day and invites us deeper into our souls and closer to the one that created us. Beauty is everywhere if we have eyes and the heart to see it. May it awaken within you brazen acts of beauty that you have to offer for you are a gift to this world. May these brazen acts of beauty be our answer to death, for life and beauty will continue in its many forms through the one who created us and called us beloved. So we believe, so let us live, amen.